0: So, here's the world. Do I need a deck of cards or something? Draw a circle, that's the earth. Um, Yeah, but I'm just gonna get my own deck of cards, which I have right here. Because I keep decks of cards with me. Because... I mean, say I'm learning how to do close-up magic. <laughs> that is a lie. I am not learning close-up magic. It's for cribbage, which might actually be worse.
1: no. No. That is not worse. That is mm-hmm. better. Erin, I swear to God, if you do close-up magic at me, I will attempt to break up with you again. <laughs> might be successful this time. Fifth time might be the charm.
0: Hello, listeners. This is your host and game master, Kat. This week, my mom's visiting from the US, so in lieu of a regular episode, we've got another character preview for Disaster Lesbians. This time, it's Erega's character, Riley Knutson. This month, I've got a really exciting project going on. Every day in October, I'll be writing, laying out, and publishing an RPG for a collection of dubiously spooky games. Each game follows a single word prompt, and from there goes wherever the winds blow my thoughts. As of this recording, there are currently 20 games published, with updates happening nearly every day. Some games are funny, some games are spooky, but I think you'll enjoy the takes I have on each of the prompts. If that interests you, please check out the link in the show notes. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can check out our other podcast on Sound Theories. If you'd like to support us, there are a few ways you can do that. First, you can tell someone about the show. We thrive on word of mouth, and our goofy brand of weird is the perfect thing to recommend. Your friends, your polycule, your found family, your biological family, or your kismesis. You could also be our favorite people in the world and leave a review for the show on the podcatcher of your choice. We're fans of good pods for their really neat shareability features, but whatever you prefer works for us. If you do leave us a review, let us know via tweet or Tumblr message and you'll get a shout out on the show. You can also support us by visiting patreon.com slash media With all that said, let's get to work on saving the world. Listeners, and welcome to this week's Disaster Lesbians Guide to the Apocalypse character preview. This week, I am joined by 40 under 40 gay luminary Erica Rebecca Belsas to talk about Erica's character for the upcoming series. Erica, say hello to the listeners.
1: Listeners, I'd like you to know that I've muted Kat and it's just you and me. I hope you're <laughs> I, having a good day. I
0: don't think that's how podcast records work.
1: I'm very single. If you're interested, that's not even true. You're Please. dating everyone on this podcast. You're blowing up my fucking
0: spot. It's okay. New York made polyamory illegal, so we're all good. <laughs> not sure it was ever illegal. No, but like they, it, you, the benefits of like not marriage benefits, but um, like partner benefits, yeah, are extended to multiple partners now. Because polyamory is popular so that people can afford rent. (laughs) So I, (laughs) with all of those weird bit jokes out of the way, I am still joined by Erica, who I am still dating. And we are here today to go over Erica's character. And we will do that by playing Session Zero by Megan Cross once again. So Erica, why don't you tell us a little bit about your character before we dive into some of these backstory questions.
1: Yeah. So um I really felt like after having played Space Dumpster, you know, um, a person who like, in all honesty, is a lot like me. Incredibly intelligent, incredibly smart, and good with machines, strong. Um and just generally a cool dude. Like, I wanted to stretch my acting chops. So I will be playing a uh, cisgendered straight white girl. Um, her name is Riley Knudsen. On the Knudson. lesbian podcast. <laughs> On the lesbian podcast. I push boundaries. I take rules. And I color outside of them. I think outside the bun, cat. Um. But yeah. No, I am playing uh, Riley Knutson. Uh, I will be using the Initiate playbook, which is a playbook sort of focused around uh, your character being a member of an order or like an ancient society type of thing. Um, In my case, that is the Order of the Aries, which we'll certainly find out a lot more about throughout the course of Disaster Lesbians. But um, my dad's the leader, um, as well as the Latin teacher at the local college. and. Uh, he can sometimes see the future in a blurry, wobbly way. Um, so, yeah, it's, it should be interesting.
0: All right, I'm excited to get to know a little bit more of the fun and funky, fresh details of Riley's life. Uh, so to get started, we're going to draw one card from each suit. We've separated the deck into four suits, um, and I'm going to ask you to pick...
1: One, two, three, or four? Uh, you know, two jumped out at me, and I I don't know why, but... All right,
0: so that is the Queen of Diamonds. Diamonds are the suit of character. Scars are stories. What's your most notable scar? How did you get it? Is it brandished as a mark of pride or hidden as a mark
1: of shame? Yeah, um... Fascinatingly enough, I have a very exact answer for this because (laughs) um, uh, Riley has a quite noticeable scar on the left side of her jaw, and it's from a weapons training accident. The Order of the Aries uh, has persisted in using archaic weapons for the most part, Um, and so when learning, you know sword training as an initiate got clipped on the side of the face and left a good old scar and it's um a pretty uh, important reminder of what could happen you know mm-hmm. um so do you wear it with pride or is it something you have
0: developed a very specific concealer technique to cover
1: i mean if i'm going on a date or something i might cover it but on a day-to-day basis um no it's just heart of my faith. Awesome. Okay. 1 2 or 3.
0: 3. Jack of hearts. The suit of hearts is relationships, I think. No, sorry, happiness. The hmm. suit of hearts is happiness. While on the road, you have a memory that keeps your spirits up during tough times. What's your happiest memory? When did it take place? What about it makes it stay with you through the years?
1: Yeah, I think um so I'm trying really hard to stay in third person, um, and not just say "I." I'm very much a first-person RPG player, but um, we did also just come from doing some yeah, test session stuff, so you're so like very my in character. I am a uh, method actor to some to some degree. Um, you can blame my high school theater professor yeah, for you, that. You went to the method um, one clinic where they gave you acting juice. So I think really a strong memory for riley would just be time spent among friends um mm-hmm. really so philston new hampshire where riley and her her parents live it's a small coastal town um it it doesn't exist before any listeners try to look it up um but like it's it's an east coast tourist town in in new england like I feel like there's a few examples you could take.
0: Right. There's also notably the college.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like there's there's a there's a few it's not it's not a a hamlet, you know. It's it's mm-hmm. got a a 20,000 people maybe, but um really it's big industry is tourism. And so there's a big boardwalk, there's um some piers that come out and there's lots of vendors that set up food trucks um fried foods fair like those temporary fair rides and stuff um uh, very much that culture and i think just you're just like, kind of describing a town on the jersey shore yeah i guess but further north <laughs> um i think um during the autumn End of September, when the colors are starting to change really beautifully, um, there's always a festival, lots of tourists come, but also, um, it's just fun to be down on the dock, have some saltwater taffy, um, you know, ride a ride that's physically hazardous. Um, <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing.
0: You know, the like, I, I I don't know the non-branded term for them, but they're... There's that one type of ride where you all get into a seat that's like you get into it like a bench that is on two arms and the arms rotate around
1: in circles and then go back um, the other way. So you might be thinking of a top spin. Um like like it's a long row of like a bunch of seats and it flips over and over.
0: No, it just oh. it 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 rotates uh like in line to the seats. hold on. There's got to be it's 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 one of those like fair rides that you would see at like a boardwalk because it's low maintenance
1: and as a result incredibly dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could think about this for a long time and work my way through like Zamperla and Mac Rides catalogs, but uh, we probably don't have to do it's that. It's not worth it. Yeah. Um, the problem with having two theme park nerds on the, on the call. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, you get the vibes. Yeah. Uh, how does Riley feel about drop towers? A lot better than Erica feels, probably. (laughs) Um, That was a pointed question. Yeah. Extremely. Thanks. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, um, I pretty, pretty brave soul, Riley. I love that. Okay. One or two.
0: One. Okay, nine of spades. Spades are the suit of sadness. Um, oh, we did this one with Erin too. This one might be one we want to... Maybe not. Um, your hometown once fell under attack. How long ago was this attack? Who launched the attack, and what were the consequences?
1: Yeah. Um, so, a thing about having uh, <laughs> my dad um, and, and the, the entire primary temple for the Order under our library at Filston College um, is it attracts weird stuff. Um, And as defenders against weird stuff, in some part, you know, it's a very complicated pledge one takes for the Order, but um, one of the things we try to do is keep normal people away from the weird. Um, And I think in that way, there was, like, some real, like, not Hellmouth-level stuff, but, like, something very weird happened. And, like, I think being in New England, being near Boston, right, like, mm-hmm. not that far from Salem, like, there's probably some, some very odd stuff that would be drawn to energies of... Prophecy and Arcana, and um, I think it it sort of culminated in a very abstract to like the to to the uninitiated, right like some bad some r- weirdly bad weather and like uh, some animal attacks in the woods and like, um, but really, what was going on was was just a. A chaotic fight for the return of um, something unnatural back, mm-hmm. back to where it belongs. Um, I don't know that I want to be more specific. I don't think um, you need to be. No, like, it's be- no. I, but this,
0: it, so was this um, was people pre Riley being born, or was this like
2: during? This her was lifetime? this
1: was this was very young, uh, mm-hmm. five or six years old old enough to understand her dad was in the order old enough to be scared by the time that she saw him have a prophecy because he kind of goes limp um it's um i want to stay away from like a seizure sort of analogy of course but um uh very much enters a different brain state um and yeah, so no,
0: like there's there's visible physical differences when your brain state changes, and right. it can be alarming to someone who doesn't understand that.
1: Yeah, and so um, I think certainly at that time in her life, Riley did not understand the scope or the um true stakes of what was happening. But like people in the order died, mm-hmm. and even when you're young that's something you feel the gravity of i think um
0: yeah i think you know you get introduced to a lot of local members of the order as aunt or uncle as a child
1: sorry goulash is attacking a tiny bat it's very cute um it's filled with catnip it's not a live bat for yeah um but yeah sorry that's yes it's a plush
0: it's a plush toy it was never a live bat.
1: No. I did not fill the corpse of a bat with catnip. Jesus. Um, but yeah, so... It's... It helped from a young age to drill the importance of what we do, even mm-hmm. if sometimes it feels very... And here's where I can't really use the word arcane, but like...
0: Esoteric and esoteric, Esoteric like and,
1: and, yeah, and sometimes like do we really need hundreds of people across the world? But, like, yeah, maybe we do. Um, Especially considering, like, this whole thing started with an apocalyptic prophecy Mm -hmm. 2,000 years ago, so, ish. Okay, Uh, so there's
0: one card left. I'll take that one. That is from the suit of clubs, which is Bond's. Nine of clubs. A mentor or teacher helped shape your childhood. What did they teach you? How long were you under their tutelage? And what was the most valuable lesson you learned from them?
1: Yeah, so I think, um, so Riley very much has a good relationship with her parents. Um, mm-hmm. Both her parents are alive. Her parents are together, you know, sort of an idealized American family structure. Um... So I'm going to sort of turn to um, Dr. Margaret Bixby, who's the college's head library in Philston College, where her parents work and where she went to school. Um, in high school, um, Riley sort of started needing jobs, right? Like, you know, you, you want cash, you want independence. Mm-hmm. And bounced around a few things, but eventually ended up um as like a library assistant and um Riley's always kind of been I'm not going to say a jock but like didn't have a understanding of the importance of information and knowledge and learning um because like had been drilled into her head like all this weird esoteric knowledge and learning and like it wasn't until working at the library where like um Margaret, uh, or Dr. Bixby, if there are students around, um, like reinforced this understanding of how important the freedom of information is, and and in sort of an ironic way, right? Being part of a secret order. But it's the passion with which Dr. Bixby held her convictions is like life changing because it shows you it, it. it really taught her about like how ideals can be the center of a person's life mm-hmm. and how rather than being like obsessive or being broken because of those, you can be a force for good. And like, um, I, I think Dr. Bixby could be a bit of a thorn in the side mm-hmm. of like the more staunchly conservative, school not, uh, what's not college board board of advisors, yeah. You know. Um, whereas um she would defend controversial stuff that students were doing uh mm-hmm. because it, it it was important. Mm-hmm. There's an importance
0: yeah. to doing things outside of the norm to you know, curiosity breeds advancement and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. One, two, three, or four. Let's go one. We're still on clubs. Ace of clubs. Uh, So that's the other side. A powerful entity once made itself known to you.
1: What circumstances led to this meeting? Who is the entity? What did this meeting entail? Oh, man. Um. So again, I'm going to diverge from my parents here, because obviously my father, in a way, is an extremely powerful entity. Or right. Harper is an extremely powerful entity. Or... It's kind of mysterious how that all works, honestly. Um, and it's kept a mystery for good reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think in my first, or no, maybe not first, but in, in my early times as an initiate doing actual work for the Order, um, I actually came across something that wasn't an artifact. It wasn't like an object that was supernatural. It was a... Mm-hmm. Being. It was a spirit. It was a demon. It was a, you know, different people would have, yeah, like different people would have different words, a cryptid, who knows. But like it was something beyond normal understanding and something that had ways of influencing Riley beyond, you know, smooth talking, right? Mm -hmm. Like emotional plays and um, I think it really
0: like playing to a promise of I think like it picked at the memory of the danger your dad was in during that time that the town was under attack right yeah and like tried to like it tried to offer you the strength to protect your family and stuff like that and like
1: yeah like bargain mm-hmm. um, almost in a way like like you would think of the Fey, almost right, like a a deal for power, where I just had to accept him and get him out of because like he was being hunted by the Order, right? And like, mm-hmm. had I brought him into me? Question mark. However, that sort of works, um, it for this particular being, like, yeah, he was offering me the power to protect my father and the power to prevent. Th- You know, what was he lying? Like, you know, the power to prevent whatever horrible fate he was putting in my head about my father. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think had I not been around other members of the order, more senior, and people who I trusted, um, that could have that could have gone the other direction. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty scary to discover you're vulnerable to that when you've been trained and told otherwise, and and you staunchly believe that you couldn't be vulnerable to that mm-hmm. sort of like addiction in that way, right? Like everyone thinks Nobody they're not about- Nobody believes themselves Nobody to be, be an addict, right? Like until or, or they're like addicted. capable of yeah. being an addict, till they're addicted. Yeah. So
0: that's really I I appreciate the thoughtfulness of that answer. Like that, I think that's a really good place to take that like having a character who realizes her own weakness is pretty neat. Einz Fire Dry. Uh Einz. King of Diamonds. Pobity's Nerfect. What's the biggest lie you've ever told? Who did you tell it to, and why did you do
1: it? I think the biggest lie I've ever told. Um, there was another member of the order who lived in Philston. Like I went to school with him, mm-hmm. went to college with him, like in the way that members of the order end up doing. Um, his name was Scott. Um, and I think the biggest lie I ever told was telling him that, like, it's fine. He should take this remote post. I'll be okay. Like, cause we were very close. And mm-hmm. I hesitate to use the word love just because late teens, like, you know, really what actual love is. But, like, in hindsight, like, from the three weeks of crying afterward, it was pretty obvious that I wasn't fine. But, I continue to tell him and support him and tell him, like, oh, no, everything's good. And, like, maybe lie by omission of never actually admitting how I felt. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's the lie that sticks most with her. Like, there might be bigger lies in terms of tangible consequences, but, like, that's the one that hurts and resounds. Yeah. The, you know, like... The regret. Yeah, right. it's the one
0: that you regret the most. Like that—that that makes sense. Uh, one or two. Just
1: to stick with one, I guess we'll do. Yeah, this this entire round's just one. The eight of spades. The eight of spades.
0: This one's the fucking same question that Aaron got. Weird. Um, I'm gonna oh, redraw the same sp- answer. I'm gonna redraw another spade because yeah, I fine. don't yeah. want to do. Your country is not a stranger to war. Merca. Like, that's how we ended up yeah. having the War of 1812 be an important part of Eren's character. Oh God,
1: I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: Even the closest of friendships is not safe from death. Who did you
1: lose? How did you know them? Could you have prevented their death? Um, so I'm going to go outside of um the order. Like we've stuck a lot to like the order, which is a huge part of the playbook. Mm-hmm. But in terms and, of I'd Riley's... I'd say also probably a part, a huge part of Riley's life. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I guess like uh, Dr. Bixby, you know, not part of the Order. Um, order but, adjacent as a member of the college, though. Yeah. And so um, I think... So I had the same best friend from like kindergarten through seventh grade. Mm-hmm. We just called her Mars, um, because her name was something Eastern European and that was a good enough nickname for us as kids. Mm -hmm. Um and with all like the supernatural weirdness and fuckery in my life, like it's hard to believe, especially at that age, that like something so human and mundane as lymphoma like is still A problem,
2: yeah. When you're surrounded by
0: like all of these
1: supernatural,
0: magical things, when when you've you know dealt with demons and fought with like monsters and and dealt with magical artifacts
1: for your entire life, your order has an alchemist, like your order has an artificer that lives it in. The convent under the library, and like, mm-hmm. despite that, despite modern medicine, sometimes it just doesn't come together. Right. Um. It's a hard thing to realize that
0: even with everything you surround yourself with, you're still
1: just a human. And and I think sort th- this sort of reflects backward too on some of the other answers we've talked about because like, there's nothing more terrifying. <laughs> and this is, Riley is not like a, a, an Erica-like insert uh, in mm-hmm. many, many, many ways. But I think in this way, maybe we mirror each other. The feeling of something being totally out of your ability to control or change mm-hmm. is terrifying. And like a weight that's impossible to lift off your shoulders. because how can you ever feel like you did enough when in the end, the worst thing happened? Right. Um, yeah. So at the end of seventh grade, uh, lost Mars. And our families still get together on occasion. She has a younger brother, a couple years younger, uh, who in some ways feels like my younger brother. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, he's a younger brother I don't have to deal with. Often, like in in the times, I don't want to deal with him, so I suppose that's yeah, but um, an advantage, yeah, but uh, bonding through trauma, as it were, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, that's a hard lesson to learn
0: yeah i I definitely and, don't and, disagree, yeah okay, the next question, um, you are no stranger to rivalry. who is your rival? How did they come to be that and what makes your rival so important to you?
1: Um so uh well let's talk about something we haven't talked about which is uh Riley's a runner like a uh, cross country runner in the fall track in the spring like runs. Um and when you're I don't know if you guys did high school sports at all um I was on the golf team. Oh, and the fencing team, right? Uh, no, we
0: didn't have a fencing team at my okay. school. I fenced independently in club fencing.
1: Right. Um, okay.
0: I also competed in academic decathlon and Thank I
1: got you. a varsity letter for
0: that and I got a varsity letter for chemistry league.
1: You know, actually, yeah, it like there's probably a lot of things this applies to, even like theater, like mm-hmm. any of those activities where there are spots available, and more people than spots, like, you end up with rivals. Yes. And, um, Riley is a good distance runner, has endurance for days, and is still not really able to accept that she's not a sprinter. It's a totally different <laughs> build, and it's a totally different running style.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, b-
1: but, like, just wants to be good at it all. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, like, not we're not talking fifty yard or hundred yard. We're talking like four hundred yard. Like
0: Right. It's a, it's a, it's technically a sprint, but it's a sprint that requires some level a, of endurance.
1: A little bit of planning. Well, that's not fair. I I did hurdles for like two years and like no, I was in middle not school, good.
0: In middle school I in middle school I raced the two hundred and the four hundred, so I yeah. understand the psychology yeah. of the four hundred.
1: Yeah, and so it's like um, I think there's there's a girl at her school, uh, one of the Emilies. There's a lot of Emilies. Um, uh, of Emily's a lot of Olivia's. Um, but um we can give her a last name. Let's just say her name is Emily O'Neill. Um, and she is the track star when it comes to field and track in the spring, right? Mm-hmm. And she's also in cross country, and I beat her in cross country. Um, and so it's a friendly rivalry. Till it's not, <laughs> Mm-hmm. right? There's been some some is ugly a, parts. Is it but... a
0: rivalry that like I, this was in? Was this in high school or college? High school. Was this something that bled into your like interpersonal relationships at times? Oh, like, for sure. Yeah, like in the way a, a, an on-track rivalry that also became a rivalry for like some popular boy to go to the dance with you or whatever. Yes.
1: No, eg- exactly. Or like like whose sleepover or party are you going to this weekend? Because we're both having them this weekend, and bitch, like you know the one you're supposed to go to. Mm-hmm. Um it was never more than that in terms of like you know, we weren't murdering each other's families.
0: Right. There, there was no vendetta. It was just, like, it was high school rivalry, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe this is something that happened in my high school. Um, Maybe she, you asked your prom date to prom, he said yes, and then she started dating him no. before prom
1: happened. Oh, that's awful. That happened to one of my friends. But yeah, that probably happened. Um it's the most awful
0: thing ever, because he had paid for the limo and everything already. Holy <laughs> she shit. was like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm also now dating your friend.
1: Yeah. And we're going to make this really awkward. That's unfortunate. Um, But yeah, and then I think in college, like, I double majored in Latin. Riley double majored in Latin and hydrology. <laughs> Uh, both of which are just departments full of like nerdy-ass nerds, um, and so not a lot of that competitive spirit carried over, probably, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Okay, Um,
0: pick a one, two, a three, or a four. Four. Four of diamonds. We all have our secrets. What's your biggest secret? How long have you been keeping it, and what would you
1: do if you were found out? I mean... <laughs> uh... Aside from the order. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say that's um that's a hell of a secret. Um, outside of the whole secret cult thing, um, Riley found a treehouse that that's in the woods west of town that she uses as kind of an escape. Um, mm-hmm. and has for a long time, and it's the sort of thing where it's like you tell your parents that you're staying the night at this friend's house and they'll cover for you, right? Mm-hmm. But actually. She's just getting away from it all because, um, some sometimes you just got to do that. There's or, a lot
0: of stress involved in being the scion of a secret yeah, society,
1: yeah. Or sometimes you and your friends need a place to smoke weed, <laughs> so you go to this like treehouse in the woods that you didn't build, but it's been there for a while. And it was, I so this
0: is that I might be influenced by my own personal experiences, but. Riley feels like someone who doesn't smoke weed to me. No. But rather that it's the treehouse where you go for underage drinking.
1: Sure. Yeah. You know, I think
0: they, they, I think they did a lot of underage drinking, but not a lot of weed smoking.
1: Yeah. I think Riley tried it and was like, that's not it. Like, but yeah, no, definitely underage drinking and like, definitely just like shirking responsibilities on occasion. Um, I'm not sure if her parents know about it or not. If they do, they're like, they've never broached the topic. They've never, mm-hmm. like, certainly never, like, tracked her down out there. But, um... Um, I just want to put this out there that your, your dad definitely
0: uses the find my iPhone feature to know where you are most oh, of yeah. the time.
1: Absolutely. That makes sense.
0: So, I, 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 you know, they may know about it, they may not. You don't know. But they haven't talked about it, so you can't know. Yeah. I like that. A little, little secret clubhouse. One, two, or three? Two. You will always remember your childhood... Never mind, we already answered that one.
1: I will always remember my childhood. You, no, you will
0: always remember your childhood best friend, but we've already... Yeah. Um... Oh... This one's fun. A friendly shopkeeper once helped you prepare for an adventurer's life. Now we can interpret adventurer's life very loosely. Who were they? Where did you encounter them? And what about your interaction has stayed with you?
1: Um, what if...
0: I'm just putting this out there as a suggestion. Mm-hmm. What if it's the owner of the saltwater taffy
1: shop? I like that. I think... What, okay. What if the owner of the saltwater taffy shop used to be, like, a hardcore fisherman... Like, the ones that, like, spend months at sea mm-hmm. and is, like, grizzled as hell. And, like, he made so much, he like, because you can paid good money if you're, like, out fishing half the year. And, like, he took all that and just invested in his his saltwater taffy. All of
0: his 1099 fishing boat proceeds. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um And so I think he's full of pithy wisdom and stuff, like Mm -hmm. gathered over years, probably was in the Navy for a while before that. And like, is just kind of a weird mentor figure Mm -hmm. or um, more mentor than role model. Yeah. Um, (laughs) In just like an extremely odd way that like Riley was like a teenage into early 20s girl. And this, do we just call him Rusty? I really do. Two don't on like the that. nose. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He could be he could be Canadian. You can give me a good Canadian name. And like he came down to the States. Uh let's go with Jacques.
0: No. I was gonna go with <laughs> Gord. Ooh.
2: Cause
1: that's a real Canadian name. Um short for Gordon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Gordon Lightfoot um, (laughs) sells saltwater taffy It tells me about the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Um, Yeah, no, he's just, like, this old salty dude who, like, gets happiness out of, like, making sweets for, like, the families and stuff and isn't immediately an outgoing human, but, like... We have this relationship because I I always like I love Taffy and like sometimes he wants to try a new flavor and I am the go to Guinea pig. For, right. Um
0: yeah. so it's it's probably something like Chambers Saltwater Taffy because his name is Gord Chambers. That's oh, a good uh, Canadian yes. name.
1: Yeah, I like it. Yeah. And we like can... uh... We can have Aaron
0: verify that Gord Chambers feels like a real Canadian name once their headphones are back on. Aaron, is Gord Chambers a good Canadian name? I <laughs> think we got an enthusiastic okay. nod. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, like, on occasion, he thinks he has bursts of inspiration, and he's like, Beef Tallow Taffy and like Riley gets subjected to it because Mm -hmm. like she's been eating taffy for you know two decades at his shop and like (laughs) it's yeah I think one of
0: one of his one of his weirder experiments was like he tried like a pineapple mint and the pineapple kind of ate away at the skin of your mouth Mm -hmm. and then the the mentholatedness of it made it
1: burn (laughs)
0: It Good, was yeah. just, it's no,
1: an excruciating he's, taffy. And, like, his, like, you know, classics. Like, his orange, his, like, caramel, like, he's got some Key killer, line. killer taffy. But, like, he keeps thinking he wants to make his mark on the taffy world, and mm-hmm. all, his, like, all his flavors suck. <laughs> I don't think all five, of them suck. F-
0: Five-grain bread taffy. Oh, he's definitely done, like
1: um like uh five spice taffy yeah i think you're right i think he has had some hits but some big uh, misses too
0: yeah he he tries to like mix it up with like um savory fl- his his ins- i think his big insistence is that savory <laughs> taffy is the way of the future
1: <laughs> um but like i think like one time he hit it out of the park and it was like Mexican hot chocolate with, like, bits of bacon. And, like, oh, some, see, I it was, just all came together. <laughs> or, I was thinking yeah. it might be, like, um
0: because you guys are, you're, you're coastal New England, mm-hmm. like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Uh, lobster taffy.
1: Who? Okay. Yeah. Butter lobster taffy. And, like, somehow it works. And the tourists, that's one thing that, like, when the tourists come, they're like, oh, I gotta try that. hmm Nice, I right, that. I'm, I'm so glad we have Gord. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, good gosh! There's so many different flavors of saltwater taffy out there, though. I mean... Um. Oh, he's definitely done a salted black licorice taffy. Well, yeah, but that's good. That's yeah. No, that one's good and popular because you are correct if you like salty black licorice. Hell yeah! I. Am a staunch defender of licorice and salt as a delicious flavor.
1: Oh, absolutely! Um, Especially
0: the kind that's like designated in like Scandinavian countries as not for children.
1: Have you ever had hockey pulver?
0: I have not. No.
1: Oh, it's 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 a Swedish salted licorice like chewing. It's not chewing tobacco, but it comes in like a little hockey puck like circle tin thing and like you just kind of take a scrap of it out and chew on it for a while and it's like intense. It's great. Okay, you're gonna have to send
0: me a link to this after we're done recording. Uh I think maybe one or two more questions and then we'll call it yeah, a That sounds great. Okay. Um do you want me to just pick one randomly? Uh yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah that literally looks like a hockey puck.
1: Yeah, I didn't remember. I guess with the name Hockey Pulver, I didn't really remember, like... It's pretty direct, one-to-one, but yeah.
0: You cannot let go... Sorry. You cannot let go of what you consider your greatest failure. What did you fail at? Who is affected by it, and why can't you let it go?
1: Um. So I'll say besides Mars.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which... In bad times, I still... You know, find myself blaming myself for because that's how that works. That's how trauma works. Um, mm-hmm. I think in some ways, like there's like a sh- a part that Riley feels shitty about. That's like the failure is not escaping, is like
0: staying in the life rather than finding yeah, something better. It's like
1: going to college in Philston, becoming an important part of well, and I'm not like a high-ranking member of the Order of the Aries, um, Mm-mm. but like. I am a member who's been there since I was young and well-trained. And my parents are both high-ranking members. And so, like, there is a part of me that feels stuck now where, like, maybe I could have escaped. Maybe I could have gone to college somewhere else and, like, disappointed my parents, but, like, gotten out. And there's a lot of, like, that what-if energy that vibes around
0: um. Yeah, like, you know, the, the, the choice to stay, the choice to not rebel, in effect, the choice to kind of maintain that perfect life, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Even the bravest adventurers have fears. What's your greatest fear? What caused you to fear it, and how do you cope when faced with it?
1: I'll kind of answer this in duality, because I think in sort of an existential sense loss is Riley's biggest fear. Um, mm-hmm. especially parents. Like historically there have been many, you know, leaders of the Order of the Aries who have not met great ends. And I don't think anyone's ever ready to let go of their parents, but certainly the concept <laughs> God damn it, Cat. Um the the sort of never ending voice in the back of her brain telling mm-hmm. her that her parents are in danger and especially since encountering that demon thing mm-hmm. it's like there's shit out there that knows who my parents are especially my dad and like mm-hmm. there's shit out there that knows who you are too right yeah um but like i'm less I think I'm a lot less scared for me than I am for my parents, even though they're way more practiced in combat, in magic, they know so much more arcane lore, like it's it, again, it's a control thing, right? Like, I control my actions, but like, right, that's sort of out of my control. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I think, and that's probably part of it, right? is like a, a control thing. um mm-hmm. I think a generalized sort of anxiety about the future kind of plays together with that. Um, yeah, I but can then imagine. the other part of my answer here is going to be a very like greatest fear, like going around in a classroom, like oh, what's your greatest fear? And like, yeah, the icebreaker greatest fear answer. Yeah, and um, when I was swimming as a kid, um, I got my foot caught in like a bunch of seaweed and like it kept me under just a little longer than i was comfortable with for sure um okay shane top from
0: iCarly, is that a thing oh shane drowned when he was a child and was like medically dead and they resuscitated him that's like they make fun of him for it all the time on
1: smoth oh i feel like i did not know that uh, i did not legally die <laughs> Um, I just kind of get the heebie-jeebies. Like, I I still swim with my friends all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't swim where it's very densely vegetative, vegetative, vegetative.
0: Gotcha. Um, because like you are a pools
1: swimmer. Yeah, or like the touristy area around the pier where they like purposefully keep it pretty rocky and mm-hmm. and friendly for rich old swimmers I think they probably the tourism association probably even puts like fake artifacts like old anchors and stuff that like you can snorkel and see the history um because that's a thing that actually happens um but yeah so beer
0: cool um so I think that's a good place for us to wrap things up one because I'm very hungry and two because we've been going for a decent chunk of time Thank you for taking some time to sit down with me and talk through a bit more about Riley and yeah. kind of flesh out some of the delightful bits of lore that we have for this
1: world, including Gort Chambers. <laughs> and, you know, that's something I hadn't written down before, and I'm glad we... we... We got there because that is important.
0: That was the that was the goal. I wanted to like yeah. get at least one thing that you hadn't already written down for Riley. Um,
1: yeah, because Lord knows I've done a lot of writing already. I'm very excited. Uh, like I said, <laughs> Riley's very different from Space Dumpster mm-hmm. in an exciting way. Um, but I will I think we're cry, kind of cry, all cry when it comes to saying goodbye to Space Dumpster for now. So
0: yeah, you know, and there's it's worth remembering that you know, there's there's a send-off for these characters, right? They're not just disappearing. Yeah. They're not, you know, some of them may die, but that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. And, um... No, the, the, uh, yeah, like, I'm excited. I think we're all kind of playing characters who are different from what we were playing on the same coin, and I think that leaves us in a very interesting place.
1: I mean, yeah... It is weird that Euphrema can also shape shift, but <laughs> other than that, yeah, it's a... Yeah, Euphrema being a Claudite was an interesting choice. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right. Um Okay. Hi listeners, I hope you're excited for disaster lesbians as we are.
0: Yeah. And thank you again to Megan Cross for creating such a delightful and useful character building tool. Um if you would and, like to pick up Session Zero for yourself, you can go to meganlinftw.itch.io. There will be a link in the show notes so that you don't have to figure out which spelling of Megan it might be. And you can pick that game up, as well as the actually complete package of the Session Zero suite of games at Megan's Itch page. Erica, do you have anything to say to the listeners before we cut?
1: Um, a big thank you to are the artist behind our new theme song whose name just left my head <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the, they, were just, they were just like no it's alison winkler yeah um uh, from the band over my dead name whose music you will hear now swelling up over my voice with dice is a production of so media to support the work we do visit patreon.com slash media the game featured in this show is session zero by megan cross visit meganlynnftw.itch.io to find megan's other games remember the best way to help the show is to leave us a review on apple podcasts or good pods or to tell a friend about the show word of mouth is the number one way a podcast gains new listeners the theme song for Disaster Lesbians Guide to the Apocalypse is My Mommy Dom Spit in My Mouth and Now I'm a Kami. by Over My Dead Name. Visit linktr.ee slash ombm that's O-M-B-M, not o-m-d-n for Allison's other work. And until next time, keep an eye out for anything weird.